One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome, friends, to another r/slash pro revenge video. Today, we've got a story of getting somebody on Facebook arrested. But first, a story from Bada. Neighbor parked on the road instead of their driveway to stop my visiting mother from parking nearby. So I recently bought my own apartment and it needed plenty of work doing to bring it into the 21st century. There's a communal car park with each apartment having a designated space. There's also plenty of road parking available for visitors as the houses on the road have private driveways big enough for two to four cars. My parents came around daily to help me renovate and so they often parked on the road at the nearest point to my apartment. It was still about a 50 meter walk to my front door, but it was close enough to be doable for my mum who struggles to walk much these days. This was in front of one of those houses with a driveway, but wasn't blocking their driveway, or even getting close enough to make it difficult to get out of. One day as my mum left, the neighbor ran out of the house to move her car off of her driveway and park it between the two spaces outside their house. She then left the car there and went out of her way to always park one of their cars there, meaning my mom had to park 100 meters up the road, which was really hard for her. She was exhausted by the time she got to my front door and then had to go up a set of stairs too. This weekend we had non-stop rain for the whole two days. It was amazing after all the heat. Guess whose fancy German saloon car had its windows most of the way down? Normally I'd knock and tell them like I did with my direct neighbors who I like, However, this woman made things difficult for my mom just because she wanted to use the two spaces outside her house for visitors, as well as her three-car driveway. While it pains me to see a nice car like that neglected, I hope those seats were absolutely sodden. Does anybody agree with me that this is toddler-level behavior from this neighbor? This is actually like one of those situations where a toddler is in a room with a couple other kids and the toddler doesn't want any other kids to play with any of the toys because they just don't want anybody else to have anything besides themselves. Is that a good analogy? Let me know what you guys think down in the comments. Our next story is from Bomb Chicka Wow Wow. Got a Facebook fraudster arrested. A few years ago, my husband bought us concert tickets on Facebook. The concert was sun at the Barbican in London. It was sold out and I really wanted to go. The person who he arranged to buy from and sent 90 British pounds to, of course, didn't send anything and blocked him immediately after she got the money. I was incensed and set out on a mission. I'll document it here, friends, so you can see some OSINT in action and used for the pettiest outcomes. First off, this girl was a scammer, but also an idiot. She was scamming people from her own personal Facebook page, which used her real name. Let's call her Susan Smith. I made a page that said Susan Smith is a scammer and used her profile pic as the group picture and wrote a description saying that my husband had been scammed by her in a ticket sale and that I was looking for other people with similar stories. By the end of the day, there were four members, all with similar stories of arranging to buy tickets, sending the money, and being blocked. We all shared info of the name and the bank that we had sent the money to and realized that she was using a lot of accounts. I searched for her name on the UK electoral roll and found her last three addresses. The UK electoral roll is public. I also submitted a complaint with Fraud Action UK, the fraud police. This is about noon. I recall eating my lunch while riding to the fraud squad. 
Meanwhile, I contacted the scammer herself via Facebook asking if I could buy tickets for some show. Sure, she said, and gave me her bank info. The sum was something like 280 pounds. I think it was two tickets to see Justin Bieber. She gave me the bank info, and when I asked why the name on the account wasn't hers, she said it was her mother's. I asked for her mobile phone number in case there were any problems. She couldn't give it to me because it's a work phone or some BS. She asked if I had transferred the money, and I said I had, and she insisted she didn't have it. She asked me for proof, so I quickly screenshotted my Barclays app and doctored the pic so it showed an outgoing transaction for £280. She calmed down a bit, but an hour later was blowing up my chat demanding her money. I finally said, listen, I know who you are and that you're pulling a scam, and listed her last three known addresses. I also told her I was in contact with other people she scammed. I said if you return the £90 you stole from my husband, we'll forget this happened. I was lying, but I was curious if she'd play ball, and she was hysterical, begging me not to go to the cops. After about 20 minutes of begging, she blocked me on Facebook. Oh, which the game is on. I posted screenshots of our chat and my faked Barclays transactions to the group. That evening, about 6pm, I get an email from a fraud cop called Frank. I was amazed at how efficient they were. I guess it was a slow day. Do you know any other victims? Frank asked. As I approved three more memberships in my Facebook group, I wrote back and said, yep, got seven right here in a Facebook group and sent the link. I posted to the group saying I got contacted by a cop called Frank. He's with Fraud Action. He might join the group and you don't have to speak to him, but if you want to nail this woman, I suggest you give him all the evidence you have. High on my own petty victories, I started to scrutinize Susan's profile from another account. She had blocked me after our conversation, of course. In her profile, there were pictures from her mother's recent birthday party. I downloaded the pictures and zoomed in on a picture of a table with cards and gifts on it. One of the cards was propped up and open, and when zooming in, I could see the words, Dear Valerie, peeking over the top. I searched Susan's friends list for Valerie and found her mother's profile. I messaged her mother, asking if she knew her daughter was a criminal. The mother was extremely apologetic and... I did feel for her. She said her daughter was 24 and that she couldn't control her and had spent a lifetime trying to, that maybe this time she would need to face some consequences. The next morning the Facebook group disappeared, I guess because the cops had the evidence they needed and anything else risked messing up the case. That evening I got an email from Frank saying they were on it. I heard nothing for six months until I got a letter in the post saying that Susan Smith had been arrested and had pled guilty to fraud. I searched around and it was in the newspaper of the city she lived in. They busted her for about £2,000 worth of ticket fraud that she had made by joining ticket groups and promising people tickets she didn't have, taking their money, then blocking them. I suspect it was a lot more than £2,000, but... It makes sense that they could only consider the evidence from the people gathered in that Facebook group. None of the victims got a penny back, but this criminal was finally forced to not steal from people using Facebook anymore. Honestly, I'm not going to lie, I think this is honestly one of the dumber criminals I've heard of in a while. If you're going to go around doing online scams, as in you take people's money and then you cut them off and block them, you probably don't want that trackable to both a bank account and also a public Facebook profile with your face and name on it. 
You might get away with it a time or two, but how are you going to go and try to steal thousands of dollars from people using your name and face and expect that you're just going to get away with it? By the way, if you're enjoying these stories, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below so you never miss any of my daily videos. Our next story is from regular 6 drunk 7 Tailgating can come with a cost. I drive the same way to work every day, and part of my route is on a long straight stretch of country road with nothing around and a very low speed limit. It's very easy to accelerate, and before you know it, you're 15 miles per hour over the speed limit. It's also a source of revenue for the town, and there's usually a cruiser lurking behind some trees just waiting to give you an expensive speeding ticket. I got a warning one day, and a speeding ticket after that, so I learned my lesson and resolved to only do the speed limit on that road. So one day I'm driving home and arrived at that stretch of road, just ahead of a woman driving a Corvette. I'm doing the speed limit and she's on my tail so close that I couldn't see her front bumper. I can see in the mirror that she's frustrated and angry but it's a no passing zone and she can't get around me. I'm getting kind of annoyed because if a dog or something ran out in the road and I had to stop suddenly, she would end up in my back seat. Now comes the petty revenge. I know this road very well, and I happen to know there's a huge pothole coming up in the road ahead. It's a deep hole and not something you want to hit, so as I approached it I passed over it so that my right front tire just missed it on the right side. She on the other hand had no chance of missing the hole because she was so close to me that she couldn't even see the ground in front of her, much less what was up ahead. She hit that pothole hard and dead center, and I watched her swerve around a little to get control back. She backed well off after that, and I like to think she learned a valuable lesson. I have to admit that I had a little smile on my face all the way home. I always hear stories like this, and I always feel like I'm so different from any of these people who freak out or road rage or tailgate. Like I get people have bad days or people get frustrated, but... I'm the kind of person that when I'm driving I try to be as safe and as cautious as possible. I don't want to tailgate anybody unless like it's literally bumper to bumper traffic. And especially as far as like road rage or freaking out on people. I've unfortunately seen too many bad subreddit videos to ever consider wanting to do something like that. I might get frustrated but I'm not going to try to take it out on anybody else on the road. Our next story is from thatpay928, you're not my boss. I work in a retail slash pharmacy here in the US, even though we're all in one building, we're two different stores. I've worked the front end in my store for 6 years, with 5 being able to help the pharmacy and have my tech license. I'm a shift supervisor on the retail floor, so I'm not actually in the pharmacy, but I've always tried to help them when needed. Corporates created a new job within the pharmacy to oversee all of the technicians. Although I'm a technician, she's not my boss and has no authority over me. She knows this and has blocked me from being a technician. She refuses for me to do anything but be a cashier. Anytime front-end personnel attempts to go back there, she tells us, I really don't want you to be filling, you need to be a cashier. Or it would be, we're really busy, can you please not interrupt us, thanks. But she would say it in extremely condescending and snarky ways. It's not just me either. All three shift supervisors, including me and our store manager, all have tech licenses and get told the same thing. We've about had it with her, so here's where our petty revenge starts. Anytime she comes out onto the floor to ask us questions, we now say in the same condescending voice, We're extremely busy right now. Can you please not interrupt us? Thanks. 
and then we walk away from her, ignoring any remarks she makes after. If she calls us back to the pharmacy, we go back there and say, Can you please not page us back here? We're extremely busy and have to get stuff done, thanks. And then we walk over to our pharmacist on duty and in the nicest way possible ask, What is it we can help you with? Ask us to watch a video. Sorry, we're busy, can't help you. Your cashier called out. Sorry, we're busy, we won't help you. Need to be rung up for lunch. Sorry, we're busy, wait in line like everyone else. If the pharmacists or techs ask us for anything, it's, Oh, absolutely. Anything for our hardworking pharmacy. We just started doing this this week and she's already pulling her hair out. I'll have an updated part to tell everyone how it's going after maybe a week or two, maybe a month later, but it's not going to stop anytime soon. I don't blame OP and anybody else for doing what they did here because I know if I was in OP's shoes and I had a coworker who wasn't my boss and had no authority over me, treating me with no respect, putting me down and trying to limit my role, especially when they're just trying to help out, I would say screw it and be intentionally obtuse like this. Maybe, just maybe it'll make them wake up and realize what they've been doing and how they've been treating people. This next story is from Light Fairy 1986 play the same 30 seconds of a song over and over? Prepare to be soaked. FYI, I'm in the UK. The neighbors are originally from Romania. My neighbors are awful. Loud music in large gatherings, even during lockdown, until the early hours of the morning, mostly on Sunday nights, when the rest of us have jobs and lives that require us to get sleep and such. Open fires, barbecues, wheels spinning, revving, and pipping car horns at all hours on the unadopted private access road at the rear of the terraces. Parking across my drive at the back of my house. These people are just the most ignorant and thoughtless people I've ever had the misfortune of sharing a street with. And bear in mind, I've lived in a homeless shelter with many persons with various social difficulties, including addiction. I've spoken to, shouted at, pleaded with and threatened this family in every legal way I can to try and get these people to understand that their behavior is completely unacceptable. Recently, these neighbors had yet another barbecue party. They had set their dysfunctional sound system up outside again, maybe 20 people in the garden. I was outside painting a trellis archway that I was planning to install soon, drinking tea and enjoying the rare sunshine. They spent several hours listening to the same four songs on repeat. Occasionally, I would shout over for them to turn it down. I got ignored. My brother, who was over helping me in the garden, asked them to turn it down. My six foot four, 25 stone partner asked them to turn it down. All of us were ignored. Then came the flashpoint. They played the same 30 seconds of the same song over and over for 25 minutes straight. I shouted until my throat was hoarse, banged on the fence. I couldn't take it anymore. Under the Geneva Convention, mental torture is illegal. I grabbed my hose pipe and released a torrent over the fence. Like meerkats from the burrow, half a dozen heads popped over my fence, shouting that I'd gotten water on their barbecue and children. I screamed in rage that I had had enough of their rude BS and I wasn't taking it anymore. It got really colorful until my partner, my big intimidating teddy bear, came out and told them to keep the noise down before someone got really hurt. To be fair, I'm more likely to swing for someone. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Well, that was about eight weeks ago now. We've had some glorious summer weather here, including an evil heat wave, and they haven't made a peep. I love my newfound weapon. Apparently spraying a misbehaving neighbor is a great behavior modifier. So I wonder if OP's neighbors are part cat because it seems like giving them the human-sized version of the spray bottle seems to be what stops them. Like, I get these people want to party and have get-togethers and whatnot, but like, you kind of have to know where you're living. If you're in a neighborhood living next to a neighbor like OP that has a trellis archway they're installing and working on, chances are that's probably not the neighborhood to try to have a party house in. All I know is, is if they go back to their antics, you can play target practice the next time they pop up like meerkats. 500 points if you blast them right in the forehead. Our next story is from Pencil Plays. Laundry. In the building I live in, there's a laundry room. My dryer died suddenly, so I had to bring my clothes downstairs to dry. I put my clothes in and set a timer. Once my timer goes off, I wait for an elevator to get down. It takes around two minutes for me to get downstairs. And in that time, someone threw my laundry on the floor and put their stuff in the dryer. This made me mad, not only because my clothes were now dirty again, but there were at least seven other dryers that were empty. So I did the only logical thing. I looked around for people and opened the dryer door so it stopped drying. I feel no remorse. I would have probably have done worse if my day was a little worse. But in the moment, I feel like if I did more, I would feel more guilty than satisfied with what I did. This is one of those situations where I feel like an eye for an eye is more than justified. Honestly, if this kind of thing happened to me and I went into that dryer room and found my clothes literally on the ground, I feel like I'd want to pull their clothes out of the dryer and look for like the nastiest cobwebby gross corner in the room or just whatever spot is like the least satisfying spot in that entire room for your clothes to end up and plop them over there. Honestly, I don't know if it's a little too far, but maybe I'd want to give the bottom of my shoes a nice little wet wipe clean too on my way out. This next story is from Rainbow Narwhal 13. You splash me, I'll soak your stuff. So I'm on vacation and our hotel has a pool. I go for a morning swim and there's a couple already in there. That's fine, not a problem. Except they were being super obnoxious, shouting, splashing like crazy. And they had put their things on a chair and pulled it right up by the pool, which blocked the walkway around to the other chairs. I squeeze past, put my things down, and get in to swim. They splash me multiple times from the opposite end of the pool, so I decide to get in the hot tub for a bit instead. Nope, I'm getting splashed over there too, and the whole time they're yelling and laughing loudly and just annoying me. So I've had enough. 
I decide to leave and I start wringing the water out of my long hair as I walk, right past their stuff that they left in the way. I hope it got soaked. I think these people more than justified it. For OP's sake and for what they deserve, I hope they got some nice hair water too. I wouldn't really want to start any confrontation, but that's the kind of thing where like, I would seriously hard consider kicking that chair or their contents right into the pool. They're going to go around being jerks like that. Our next story is from P4TY. Send me to detention? Enjoy giving a speech about how great I am. When I was in high school, I was a weird combination of overachiever and extreme laziness. I was also a bit of a class clown, but I towed the line well and never got into any real trouble for it. Just sarcasm and jokes that I thought were fantastically clever, but most of my teachers probably didn't. Your average high schooler, basically. I was in AP, advanced placement I think, US history for a few days, but the first quiz was too difficult. So I dropped down to basic US history with all my fellow lazy folks. I had a great time there, mostly because we just screwed around all day. The teacher, Mr. Dingleberry, was your classic former football player that also just didn't care that much. I was home. Part of the way through the semester, Mr. Dingleberry decided to do a pop quiz. It was hard as heck, and we peer graded it in class immediately after. I got like a 2 out of 7 on it because I hadn't paid attention at all. I was irate. This is exactly what I did not want from this class. I immediately spoke up and said there was no warning for this and that technically this wasn't even allowed because pop quizzes weren't on the syllabus. The teacher said I just needed to suck it up and do it. I again emphasized that there was not even a way for this to factor into our final grade as it wasn't on the syllabus and therefore was not assigned a weight. What he said next is burned into my brain and I remember it clear as day 10 years later. Well, OP, I'm sorry that you're not going to be able to hang this quiz on your fridge for mommy and daddy to see. That's the life. You better get used to it. If you say one more word, you're out of here and straight to detention. I said, okay, and sat back defeated. They say, get up go. I was shocked. I had clearly just conceded. Every student in the class had a shocked face. OP is never sent to detention. There were no long repercussions though, so I mostly just let it go. A few weeks later, however, I was told I was being inducted into National Honor Society. I couldn't give two craps about it, but then I heard I got to select a teacher to give a two-minute speech about me and present me with a medal or something. Light bulb moment. The rest is super predictable. You guessed it. I selected Mr. Dingleberry. He got up there and praised me for two minutes while I was smug as crap. There was some nonsense in there about how we hashed it out like men. Please, I loved every second of it. Then I think we all lit candles and said some oath? National Honor Society is a cult now that I think about it. It was a small victory though, side rant incoming. High school was BS. I was legitimately almost expelled a while later because a drug dog marked my car, despite me never having smoked weed, yet, and they found a multi-tool I'd forgotten about. The blade was longer than two inches, and my school had a zero-tolerance policy for knives, so I spent a full day thinking I was going to be expelled per the principal. Screw zero-tolerance policies, end side rant. I mean, I feel like in my high school experience, if I tried, I could have done really well. But to kind of call OP out here, they did say like, I was a weird combination of overachiever and extreme laziness. 
I think that's just kind of a funny way to say average. Also, I kind of feel like pop quizzes, while they're literally no fun at all, are just kind of part of the school experience, right? Especially in a class that I'm assuming has a coach teacher, which usually puts in the bare minimum. So like, honestly, God forbid they have a pop quiz every once in a while. I had a coach teacher in my economics class, and at the end of every quarter or semester in that guy's class, if you took notes and handed in your notes for every topic, they would give you extra credit grades that basically made it impossible to fail. I'm not saying it was good for the education, but it's kind of nice when you have that coach teacher who honestly just kind of lets you skate by. Our next story is from Atoka Chase. Block my driveway. Enjoy your soaked interior. This one's short and to the point. I stepped outside earlier and noticed that a neighbor's car was parked, blocking more than half of my driveway, even though they have ample parking in front of their house. We don't really know or interact with this neighbor. I was going to go knock on their door and ask them to move it up just a bit so I could get my car out. But that's when I noticed the sky was getting super dark and it looked like rain. I also noticed that the neighbor had left their windows rolled down on their car, so I did the only neighborly thing I could do. I let them have the space, decided not to ask them to move, and looked out the window about 10 minutes later as the storm and heavy rain rolled in. I'm in no rush to go anywhere. I just hope I'm up early enough tomorrow to see what happens when they finally decide to move their vehicle. Hope you bring a towel, neighbor. Update, so the car still hasn't moved, but my grass is extra long and I haven't mowed in a minute. Sun's out and the edge where they're parked looks like it could use a nice weed whacking. I don't know if I'm the odd man out here or the weird one, but I don't understand why people ever park with their windows down. I imagine it's probably pretty rare for like a robbery type thing to happen in your own residence neighborhood, but like it opens yourself up to it more. Like I also don't want any like bugs just getting in my car. And also this, if a crazy storm comes rolling through real quick, you don't want your windows down. Is it for like heat reasons or something? Our next story is from Spooky Scary Goth Girl. You want to steal my chocolate? Hope you like spending the afternoon on the toilet. This story takes place a few years ago when I was 25-year-old female. I had a 20-something-year-old female co-worker whom we'll refer to as Megan. I chose this name because she pretty much was like Megan from Drake and Josh. Annoying, always liked to stir up trouble, and loved eating food that wasn't hers. One day I went to my work, looking forward to having some of my imported chocolate with my lunch. Lo and behold, I found out that Megan had taken it during first break and had just eaten it. Now, at the time, we all knew it was Megan doing it, but nobody had 100% solid proof other than food only going missing on the days she was there. She didn't work full-time, and she was only in three days a week. Anyway, so I decided it was time to make her pay. No one eats my chocolate and gets away with it. That night, I went home and baked some brownies with chocolate chunks in them. The next morning, I brought in two separate baggies. The first contained regular brownies, nothing special about those. I gave those to my co-workers before Megan arrived, and everyone loved them. The second bag was marked with my name and placed with my lunch. What no one else knew was, the two brownies in my lunch bag didn't contain normal chocolate chunks. I had instead laced those with chocolate laxative squares, about two or three in each one. The trap was set. Like clockwork, first break came and went. I didn't check if she had taken the brownies, but I didn't have to wait long to find out. Not long after first break, Megan had to frantically leave her desk and nearly sprint to the bathroom. 
Four desks away, I'm trying not to laugh. She comes back a considerable amount of time later, but before long she's back up again. This repeated several more times until I'm pretty sure Megan's insides were more or less empty. While she never said anything, I think most people worked out what had happened. The upside is, Megan never stole food at that place again. What I love about this story is after the fact, I think Megan is faced with one of two thoughts. One is, did they put laxatives in that food? Or two, have I been stealing food from somebody so unhygienic that taking and eating their food has messed me up that bad? And lord knows, she couldn't report OP. What would she say, I stole their food and it made me sick? I doubt she very much wants to talk to anybody about their bathroom escapades. This next story is from Zero Hour Hero. Wife's old job asks for my help. Shocked when I say no. This happened, oh, two hours ago. Last year, my wife was the assistant manager for a small retailer. They didn't have anything resembling a proper inventory system, so they have annual inventory coming up. And she asks if I could build something for them in Excel, and because it'll make my wife's life easier, I of course say yes. Fast forward like 9 months, they bring back an old manager to be the GM, and she is just horrible. Works when she wants while being salary, curses employees out if they go over her head about her actions, and expects everyone else to carry all the way to the store. Takes credit for all my wife's work. The upper management does nothing about her, despite multiple reports and high turnover. Wife quits slash is fired depending on whose side of the story you listen to when she refuses to come into work on the day of our niece's birthday because she had already put in for the day off two weeks prior. Fast forward to today, today is their inventory, someone broke the spreadsheet. They had the audacity to call my wife and ask her to ask me to fix it. We just laughed at them on the speakerphone and hung up. Honestly, I love any story where they treat their employees like crap, get all moody and up in their feelings and give them the boot, and are left sitting there in their kiddie pool with their little floaties on their arms not knowing how to do anything. And our final story of the day is from Burner 8675309100. You're going to act like a dog? I'm going to treat you like a dog. My dearest husband is not the type to put the seat up when he pees. He just will not do it. He also pees all over the toilet seat and sides of the toilet. Sometimes he cleans the seat off, mostly he doesn't. There's times when I end up sitting in his pee when I use the toilet. I've asked him repeatedly to please wipe the seat well after he goes. I put sanitizing wipes by the toilet for that reason. He never uses them. I ask him to maybe sit when he goes. He won't. Says it takes his man card away, as if anyone would even know. One night I was in my bed and I had to pee right then and there. I got up and hurried to the bathroom and as soon as I sit down, my butt is wet. He went all over the toilet seat and didn't wipe it up. I had it. I cleaned myself up and went back to bed. A few days later, he goes on a trip for work and I get to work deep cleaning the bathroom. I take a wet sponge and wipe all the dried crusty stuff off the sides of the toilet and off of the floor. I take the sponge and wrung it and wiped it all over his pillow. If he's going to act like a dog, I'll rub your nose in it. I don't even feel bad. This is one of those times where I'm gonna say, us guys have to face the truth. If you stand up while going, there's going to be times where you make a mess and you need to clean up after yourself. 
I just can't imagine having such little shame that you go in a shared bathroom, can visibly see that you left a mess on the toilet seat and just leave it. Literally how little do you care about your significant other or anybody else that might be sharing that bathroom with you. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another revenge story that was way crazier than any of the ones in this video, click on that left video. Or, if you missed my latest video, check out the one on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 